Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kyle Rickey. And Kyle, for the first time in quite some time, we can say this past weekend that you and I were able to enjoy some short track racing as of sorts um together at kentucky speedway as the arca menard series raced there on saturday prior to the truck race uh it was glad it was was good to be back at the racetrack and let alone be on the radio with you kyle and and see your face outside of you know skype each and every week it's it's been a while uh what four months i think since i last saw you in in las vegas on the west coast before the shutdown happened it was good to be back unfortunately um mother nature was there as well it's like we can't get through an entire race weekend uh if nascar is a part of it without mother nature intervening uh we had a great uh, arkham and art series race uh an intense battle for the lead in the in the final segment of that event we're going to talk to one of the drivers here in a little bit that was a part of that battle and unfortunately the nascar gander rv and outdoor truck series completed uh what one lap past stage number two before the lightning uh started to strike within the uh the eight mile radius of the racetrack and then the heavy rains that soon followed that uh forced nascar to pull the plug but um yeah it was good to be back at the racetrack with the crew and uh you know look forward to doing doing it again this upcoming weekend yeah, and you would mentioned it, Kyle. We'll have Brett Holmes, who finished second to Ty Gibbs in that Arc Menard Series race. We'll get him on Coast to Coast here in just a little bit to talk about that run and really the success their, their team has found this season. Uh, that battle between Michael Self and Ty Gibbs, they could not get away from each other on the oh. racetrack, Kyle. It was fun. Uh, there was a couple of times where the leaders almost wrecked two laps in a row, and each of those laps, the two drivers battling for the lead, were different. Uh, you know, Haley Deegan was up there, Brett Holmes, um, we had Drew Dollar was up there, Sam Mayer. So it was four, five, six drivers battling for the lead. And, you know, they'd get side by side and they'd slip up the racetrack and then two more would go by. And then a lap later, they'd slip up the track as well. It was a fun, exciting race from, from start to finish. And uh, man, Ty Gibbs, uh, hard to stop right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and at short tracks across the country again, uh, a lot of them in action, but unfortunately a sad weekend um, at a lot of short tracks that that we had some sad news come out of, Kyle. It, it was one of those weekends where, you know, you just wish you could kind of rewind time and, and start over. Um, sometimes we get complacent in this business where, you know, we've been doing the show for three years together, you and I, and I've been a part of this show for eight years. And I can't remember a weekend where there was just so much, you know, sadness. Obviously, uh, a lot of folks know the loss of, of longtime an 11-time modified champion at Langley Speedway, Sean Beluzzo, a mighty mouse as he was known at the racetrack. Uh, a great guy that I was able to meet several times at our Champions Banquets in Charlotte. I know you and I have been a part of those the last several years. And uh, Sean being a champion at Langley Speedway uh, was 
often a part of those over the last decade or so. Uh, I think his last message on Facebook kind of summed up what a, what a guy he was congratulating the winner of race number one of that night in the Modifieds, Matt Carter, um, because Sean won all the races, I think, but one a year ago, and you know, there was talk of a bounty on the line, and he was the first one to get on Facebook to send congratulatory messages uh, to those that beat him. Uh, track promoter Bill Mullis, uh, who, who all we have had on the show in the past, called him the Dale Sr. of the Langley Speedway. So, yeah, our thoughts and prayers go out to, to his family, wife Terry, and his three children. No doubt he will be missed at the racetrack. That was at Langley, but, man, you know, I feel like, you know, there were three or four short tracks that saw some pretty big hits this weekend. Uh, Tyler Hughes, uh, he's been released from the hospital, suffered a, a concussion after a crash at Dominion Raceway in Virginia, he and uh, Doug Barnes Jr. got together, uh, and that forced Tyler a, a trip to the hospital. Uh, McKenna Hassey, uh, who we've had here on the show before, trying to make her way up into NASCAR, but through the dirt world, had a huge hit at the Knoxville Raceway in Knoxville, Iowa. So we wish her a, a speedy recovery, a fiery crash there. And one of your good friends, uh, Amber Balkin. Um, another young driver trying to make her way up into the national scene suffered a uh, pretty bad crash as well. Yeah, Amber racing in Power Eye over the weekend. Again, we've seen her in the short track ranks, um, in stock cars, and now making her way back to her roots of dirt. She was running Power Eye over the weekend and uh, took a tumble off the turn one and two. Uh, looks like she made contact even with one of the light posts. I talked to her recently, and she said that she's feeling a lot better. At one point, she did have a collapsed lung, but all of yep. her x-rays look good. She's got some concussions, some bruises, and maybe a couple little areas of burn from that incident. But doctors are expected to release her today, and we are recording this on Monday. Um, so she did take a stay in the hospital over the weekend. But we're hoping send them all a speedy recovery. You know, you mentioned Tyler Hughes. He had some pretty good little bruises and burns from those uh, those belts. But, hey, one thing I am glad for is, you know, for the most part, we do build some safe race cars here, and so we're glad that they were able to uh, hopefully make their way back to a racetrack here soon. But it, it is one of those weekends, Kyle, where you realize what we do. We love the sport that we do each and every weekend, but at the end of the day, it is a dangerous sport. It's a reminder uh, how dangerous this sport can be, no matter uh, whether we're on the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, and we got that reminder earlier this year in the Daytona 500, and, and, and obviously that danger follows uh, this sport down to the short tracks as well at uh, the grassroots level. So uh, we wish those uh, that were injured this weekend a speedy recovery and obviously want to keep our thoughts and prayers with Sean Beluzzo's family after uh, his fatal accident on Saturday night in the Modified Feature. However, there was one driver that did have a good weekend, uh, Brett Holmes, uh, career run for him at Pocono. And we'll have him here on NASCAR Coast to Coast right after this break. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? 
Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We talked about it in the pre-show, Arkham Menard Series at Kentucky this past weekend. And one of those drivers who came home in that second position joins us now, Brett Holmes. Brett, first off, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast today. Yeah, thank you all for having me on. I appreciate it. Contending there for the win most of the race, you best your finish in the Arkham Menard Series. But what was missing those last couple laps there to contend with Ty for that win? Well, you know, I mean, uh, we'd restart really well um, after a caution, but it took us probably three or four laps uh, to get to get really going. We'd fire off really loose, and um, I think that was the main difference is he could, uh, those few laps, he, he'd fire off a little bit tighter than we would. Um, so that got him. You know that got him beside me there, and you know, obviously he got he got into me a little bit, and in turns one and two. But um, you know that's just uh, that's just hard racing, especially for that track. So you know um, there's no hard feelings about that at all. Just you know just got to race him that way back, and uh, you know have a short term memory about it. How much did you benefit? Uh, and obviously, we, we talked about it in a broadcast the other day with the Arkham Menard series and the the built-in controlled pit stops. There were two during the event on Saturday in the General Tire 150. How much did your team benefit for from those breaks, and how much did you have to adjust on the car during the, those couple of minutes that you were allotted? Yeah, I mean it. Uh, you know, uh, it takes out that factor from from uh you know gaining spots on pit road where we're typically we we've we've normally gained them in the past and um so it, the, either way has really worked out for us but you know that that five minutes that we get there is definitely giving us a lot more time to kind of think about what we need to adjust on the car and um i think it did help you know I, I, like i said i know we fired off loose there but normally at, at kentucky game tight through a run so uh we'd be really good really good midway to the uh, later part of a run and uh, we'd actually gain on him a little bit so you know he he got away from me a little bit there the first part of that uh, that that run but uh, we we started holding our own ground or, or gaining a little bit towards the end so you know I think that was uh, the the difference maker there is having having more time for those pit stops to, to be able to adjust our car and think about what we need to do. And I saw a tweet of yours on social media following the race weekend that uh, a run like this does so much for your guys' team and confidence being an underdog team, I think, as you had, had coined it there, racing up against the likes of Venerini and DGR Crosley. You're inching so close to that first win. What what does this run do for your guys' team going into the rest of the season on a confidence level? Yeah, it helps a lot. I mean, I think that's something a lot of people haven't uh, realized for a while is you know we're 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 a really small team competing against these guys and um you know who have been you know main staples in the sport for a long time and uh you know they're they're definitely really tough to beat you know we're running against a, a cup team and 
uh, guys who are getting manufacturer support and um, and all that stuff, and and having other teammates and sponsors and stuff, and a lot of that stuff we don't have. So, uh, you know, that definitely makes it. It's kind of gives us a crutch to to compete with them, but I, you know, we're not making excuses. You know, we're just uh, we're we're still working our tails off every week to get better and better, and um, you know, it shows we're we're right on the cusp of, of doing that and beating those guys and. Um, you know, I think we're really, really close to, to being being able to compete for wins every week, and um, I'm really proud of that. You know, it's uh, it's really cool to be able to say that you know a team that started started out in in Munford, Alabama, uh, is competing with Joe Gibbs Racing every week. So um, it's definitely a, a prideful thing to think about. Yeah, you've been close uh, for a while. What, 17 top fives now in 67 starts. Your best finish the other day uh, of the runner-up at Kentucky Speedway. You mentioned a moment ago, it's a small team. Uh, What does your team look like compared to, you mentioned cup teams, with probably have dozens of employees just working on these ARCA cars at Venturini and at uh, Gibbs and and DGR Crosley. What's the makeup of your race team? Well, uh, I mean, we've, our shops in in Mooresville, North Carolina, we've we've only got five employees there. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, a really small team, uh, kind of a smaller shop, size shop, and, and I, I, I would think that most most of those guys have, and um, you know, like I said, no no teammates either. So uh, it's kind of, you know, it hurts us a little bit there to, to work off of our, work off of other teams, and um, you know, I think a lot of them gain in that way, and uh, just the resources they have in general. I mean, you know, those those, those teams with more employees and and more more help and more. Uh, just more things in the shop to help out with is, is uh, you know, a lot of what we don't have. And so I think that's why it's taken us a little bit longer to, to get where we're at now. But, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, having a small team is, is definitely more fun, I feel like. And we're a lot closer closer knit than I feel like a lot of these bigger guys are. But um, so I, I definitely like that aspect of it. We're, we're a lot more closer than what I feel like the other guys are. And it was cool to see over the weekend again, I was working pit road for the ARC Menard Series race, which ran before the NASCAR Gander Outdoor and RV Truck Series race. Now, I have to ask, you had a guest hanging out in your pit. Grant Enfinger was there for a majority of the ARCA race. Uh, what's the connection there between your guys' team and Grant? Yeah, Grant, uh, he's been a huge part of my uh, my career, especially uh, since we got started in ARCA um, in 2016 when we uh first got into the series he was really our, our our main guy i mean he's the one that helped us do all of that he was my crew chief for those few races and um he's been a a great mentor to me for uh, for all of these years that i've been here and um definitely a great one you know what i mean he's he's done this been there and done that in the arca series and um you know i can call him up anytime and he'll you know be willing to help me out with anything i need and um but of course you know when he went to the um, full time in the truck series uh, that next year that so we, you know, we, we didn't get to see you talk to, as much, to each other as much, but um, definitely at the racetrack, we're at the same race as each other. We'll, uh, we'll talk, and um, you know, he was giving me some tips from what he's learned in the past at Kentucky, and um, you know, so we we stayed really close. They stayed good friends all this time, and um, he's been a he's really been a really good friend and, and helpful mentor for sure. 
and both being from Alabama. No doubt uh, a little bit of a, a connection there as well. We've talked a lot about the schedule uh, the last couple of weeks and, and the recent uh, additions to the schedule through the month of August. How, since ARCA returned to racing a couple of weeks ago, how it has been nonstop. What has this last month been like for your smaller team? You mentioned a few minutes ago, just five employees. I feel like ARCA has been on the racetrack every week and will continue to be on the racetrack most weeks here, at least through the next six weeks or so, uh, continuing on this weekend in Iowa. Um, you know, how, how demanding has this last month been for you guys? Yeah, it's been tough. I mean, you know, when we run every week like this, it is uh, definitely puts a strain on your guys a little bit, but I mean, we, we kind of figured that would happen, you know, when, uh, every, everything shut down for a while for the, for the virus. And, um, so we, we kept our team running and hoping it would pay off and knowing that, you know, we'd need to be ready, knowing that all these races were going to be really consecutive and week after week. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a little tough, but you know, nothing we didn't really expect. And, um, I think the the work we put in at that time where a lot of other teams weren't uh, was really is is really starting to show it's paying off. And, um, you know, it's uh, I, I know scheduling races four or five out at a time is definitely different, but um, we've got some cool, cool races to go to coming up. And I, you know, can't thank, you know, ARCA and, and NASCAR and all these tracks for pulling together and, and letting us still do this. You know, we're, we're one of the few sports that's been able to, uh, uh, keep going as, as limited as we are and uh, which you know that definitely sucks but you know I'm just glad we're, we're getting to get back on track and uh, keep doing what we love to do. Absolutely and that first win uh, just around the corner there for you Brett but we appreciate you taking some time today hanging out with us and uh, best of luck this upcoming weekend at Iowa. Yeah thank you I appreciate it thank you for having me on. And that's Brett Holmes racing in the Arkham Menard Series, coming off of a second-place finish at Kentucky. But when we return, we'll have your NASCAR Wheelin' Engineering Short Track Spotlight. Wheelin' designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelin' product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin' is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Each and every week, we highlight one of NASCAR's home tracks across the country where local stars make their names. And this week, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway Bullring. Um, Three-eighths paved oval was built in 1985 by Alex Rodriguez, who leased what was then called the Las Vegas Speedrome. The current owners of the Speedway Motorsports Incorporated bought the facility in 1998. It currently hosts four Wheel and All-American weekly classes, including Super Late Models, Bombers, the 602 Modifieds, and Super Stocks, as well as six other classes. Hosts numerous touring series. 
Scott Gaffarini has the most wins at the track, being 67, and the most track titles at six. And some familiar names have also came from the Las Vegas Bullring. Kyle Busch, with 25 wins at the track, he cultivated his racing career at the Bullring, as well as Noah Gregson. Local there has 14 wins as well. Many past Arkham Menard Series winners, including Ron Hornaday, Greg Persley, and Ernie Copes. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. This past weekend, more short tracks back in action, and Kyle, a couple people having some good weekends, finding their way to victory lane. Yeah, and Josh Berry, uh, no surprise. I feel like every time Hickory Motor Speedway opens up, he is uh, among the favorite and usually takes at least one of the two checkered flags over the course of the night, Hickory running uh, double features uh, the last uh, several weeks to make up for some lost time during uh, during the months of May and June. Uh, Nolan Pope also picked up the race win, the second event. Uh, he and Josh Berry split the twin 40 lappers. At Dominion Raceway, Mike Looney and Peyton Sellers shared victory in the twin late model features. At Monadnock Speedway up here in New Hampshire, Ben Varney won yet again in the uh, Modifieds. Aaron Fellows in the Limited Late model sportsman division. Make that the late model sportsman division. Uh, New Smyrna Speedway rained out once again. Uh, a full night of racing supposed to be on Saturday night for their pro late model division. A 50-lap feature event uh, had to be postponed. Stafford Motor Speedway also uh, can't catch a break up here in Connecticut. They were rained out on Friday night. Irwindale Speedway out in California did uh, compete. And again, twin features for their late model events. Dean Thompson and Tanner Reef. Uh, picked up the race wins there at Irwindale. And somewhere in the country, Bubba Pollard was racing once again, and I believe he collected. Don't, and winning. Don't check me on my stats here, but it was something along the lines of his 79th super late model win and his 112th late model win in total. That's a, that is a pretty good, it was at Montgomery for the Rumble 125. Yep. That's a pretty good stat, Kyle. I mean, it's, it'd be hard to say that he's not one of the best short track racers in the country right now. And absolutely, and I think a lot of the drivers at NASCAR's National Series have recognized that and have trying to kind of advocated behind him, trying to get him in a truck or an Xfinity Series ride because, you know, he is one of the best short track asphalt racers in the country right now that, sadly, a lot of the national audience doesn't know about unless you're a short track fan. And, and there are guys like Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to get behind him and you know, kind of push him into that spotlight a little more. But I think he's pretty happy doing what he's doing right now, and that is 
tearing up these short tracks and, and winning about every major super late model race there has been. Uh, I feel like in the last you know, five years to a decade. Yeah, there are not many people out there right now that can genuinely make a living doing short track racing. But Bubba Pollard is one of them. I mean, someone broke down his winnings over the past year or so. And it is incredible to see him go to Canada and win like a $60,000 purse, then turn around two weekends later and go win a $45,000 purse. Just this past weekend, I think it was upward of 20 by the time he won the pole. He took a double down, so he actually went to the back of the race, like invert. Of course he did. And still won the race, which is another 5000 So So uh, there are not many people out there right now that can genuinely say they make their living short track racing. But what I would give, my short track racing heart would be so content to see Bubba Pollard one day in a truck at Martinsville or at Bristol. He need, I, I want to keep him in that short track essence. Iowa, Absolutely. maybe. But, uh, man, it, w- it would be so great to see some of these guys that have built their names in short track. Doug Kobe. I mean, we joke about yep. it. But someone like Doug Kobe or a Justin Bonsignor, given that opportunity in NASCAR's national ranks. And that's something we always said about the late Ted Christopher. Uh, you know, he was the, the modified king up here for 25 or 30 years. And we always wondered what he would be capable of in a in a stock car at, at the National Series in a truck or an Xfinity ride or even a cup ride uh, in good equipment. And we're seeing, you know, Ryan Priest try to find success now. But he's about the only one from the modified ranks, Kobe and Bonsignor, two uh, two names that certainly would be fun to watch, along with Bubba Pollard. You mentioned Bubba a moment ago. Winning races, and it's not just one region of the country. You mentioned Canada. You know, he's in Canada one night and in Alabama the next night and Tennessee. I mean, if there's a big event with a lot of money on the mo- on the line, and there doesn't even have to be a lot of money, it's just sometimes the prestige of winning the trophy, um, chances are you'll find him there uh, over over the course of a season across the country and and up in Canada as well. Yeah, we had him on our podcast, Sealed Off, which is a late model-based podcast uh, last year. And we'd asked him, we're like, you've ran pretty much every race. You've won most of them. What do you look at when you look at a bucket list? And he's like, places I haven't been and tracks I haven't won yeah. at. I mean, he's ran the Oxford 250 in Maine, like you'd mentioned, yeah. the summer showdown out in Evergreen. He went to Kern County in California for the winter showdown. He's been at the Montana 200 in Montana. So, uh what a, what a cool person to follow. I mean, you literally never know what short track he's going to end up at. Ran the Martinsville late model stock race the last two years. Mm-hmm. Now owns one of his own, so that just opens up so many more racetracks for him to go 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 and run at. But um Cool to see that success again. Would love to see him move up the ranks. But like you said, Kyle, I think I think he is content where he's at. He is. And the short track world would no doubt miss him. If if you would go to some of these events and sign in and, and he wasn't there, you know, it would kind of maybe bring the prestige down just a little bit, knowing that you weren't going to compete against uh, one of the best if he was off playing uh, in, a, in a Gander truck in an Xfinity ride. So um, I think he can find the balance, though. Yeah, indeed. Well, and we talked to Brett Holmes about it a little bit earlier and in the pre-show. The Arca Menard series is back this up and coming weekend. They've been they've been busy the last couple of weeks. They will be headed to the short track of Iowa Speedway uh for their race. It's the something lunch 150, right, Kyle? Lunchbox. It is the short No, no, it's not lunchbox. <laughs> short that's the 
Sure Lunch 150 at the Iowa Speedway this weekend. <laughs> Not the Lunchbox 150, but uh, Sure Lunch 150. Going to be a good race um, you know, for the Arkham Menard Series. Uh, usually in the past, this was like an East-West combination with the K&N Series. It is not this year. This is an actual Arkham Menard Series event, uh, a national series event uh, for them. And uh, again, a continuation of the busy schedule. Talladega, Pocono, IRP, Kentucky, Iowa this weekend. The Daytona Road Course is coming up. That's going to be interesting as they're going to be a part of that big weekend down there. Michigan International Speedway is on the schedule coming up. Gateway, Kansas in two weeks. I'm trying to remember it here from uh from memory so it, it, they got a lot going on and uh you know you got a feel for a lot of the smaller teams uh that yeah you know uh, tried to get ahead during the shutdown um during that couple of months that we didn't race but if you get behind right now um it's going to be a struggle for these teams with only four or five uh guys working on the car to to stay caught up to, to some of the powerhouse teams like Venturini, DGR, and Joe, and Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah, you definitely don't want anything bad to happen, you know, especially when they were at mile and a half racetracks. You wrecked there. Right. It's, it's tough big. to recover in just under five days before they would have to hit the road again to go to the next racetrack. Some of these teams really only working with one, two race cars at max. So uh, busy, <laughs> busy schedule for the Arc Menard series nonetheless. But we're back in action this weekend too, Kyle. Um, we'll be headed to Texas hopefully here to go call some more truck racing action two weekends in a row. How excited are you? Yeah. Two, two weekends in a row of uh, Hannah Newhouse and uh, it's going to be fun. It, uh, was, it was a good time last weekend and uh, two weeks of that sass. Can't wait. Well, looking forward to it. And uh, thanks to all of our fans for listening to NASCAR coast to coast this week. We'll have more short track racing action for you guys next week here. So be sure to tune in here on NASCAR coast to coast. You've been listening to NASCAR coast to coast presented by Whelan. Also brought to you by Hercules tires. NASCAR coast to coast is a production of the motor racing network. All rights reserved.